Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Should I Call a Therapist? I'm Jane Margaret. The podcasts that I come up with, the ideas for podcasts that I come up with in the middle of the night are gems. And it's so unfortunate that y'all miss out on them because, and the reason you do miss out on them is because in the middle of the night, I don't seem to have a filter. So I'm going through, I'll be awake in the middle of the night and thinking of, you know, the next idea. Oh, I got to talk about this. Oh my gosh. I have to tell them the most recent one. And I'll give you just a glimpse without giving context because it's just so funny. But the the most recent one, I was on this tangent about how I've been wardrobing myself since I was 10 years old. I got my first babysitting job at 10. And from there, I always earned my own money all the way till now and have been affording the lifestyle of which I am accustomed because of just at, at my own hands. I am uh, I, I am responsible for my fashion choices and the purchases since I was a child. And so I was talking about that and then I was going to tell you about the affluent neighborhood that we grew up in. And it was so affluent that no one was keeping up with the Joneses because there was nothing really to keep up with. It was just status quo. And then I was going to tell you about a friend that I had growing up who was a little bit more like me. She was affluent, but she was a little bit more like me. We were not. We were not. We were downright poor, which was fine. But And no one really cared and no one knew. But um, this friend of mine that I grew up with was an only child and she got every single thing she wanted. But her parents also lived real meager and mild. Um, I can't think of that word, but frugal would be a good word. Anyway, she lived lower. And then I was going to tell you how then she married this atrocious looking. (laughs) That's the part. That's the part that I was, when I woke up, I thought, well, you can't tell that one. No, I just did, but no one's going to know what I'm talking about. But Anyway, she married this atrocious CPA and then they divorced. And then she went on a tangent the other direction. She took a, I'd almost say where she took like a 45 degree turn. It wasn't a full 180. Clearly you can tell I don't know angles. (laughs) But it wasn't a 180 because she didn't go completely the opposite direction. But she probably took like a 45 degree turn. And now she lives a um, woke life with her woke husband. And I'm sure they're fine and comfortable, but um, it's not the life she would have had with the CPA. The CPA is doing great and whatever. Atrocious looking. That was the whole point. Anyway, okay. Let's get to the actual topic today. The real topic today is Run Club. And I've talked so much about Run Club that I thought I would give a background into it. And if you think we're going to talk about running right now, we are not. This is a glimpse into how putting yourself out, I'll I'll give you the punchline prior to the joke because I want you to stay with me because I love this topic. The 
deal with Run Club and the reason why it will always be important in my life and in my world is because of what the gifts it gave me, not about running, but about friendships. And the lesson that I've learned and that I learned even back then was to put yourself out and to not worry about what anyone thinks and to follow your state, your needs out loud and people will step up and meet them. And I mean, we could hang up right now and be great, but I've got to tell you the story. In 2015, well, okay, go back. Established that, we already established, and and hopefully you're up to speed, but even if you're not, you'll catch up in three seconds. We established that I had the divorced house in the divorced neighborhood. And essentially, as a single girl in that neighborhood, I should have been scared. And there are people that I have known before and after purchasing that home that would have balked at, ew, I wouldn't live there. Ew, I couldn't do this. I made a pretty penny selling that house and putting my ego aside and saying, and I've already told y'all this, but saying, I am not a renter. I am a homeowner and I'm a homeowner in whatever neighborhood I can afford. And uh, now, there were a few times where I lied. When I first met Bryce on the very first date, I told him I lived in the adjacent neighborhood. That was a little bit better than, <laughs> than my neighborhood. And then I forgot that I lied because <laughs> that's how lies work. I forgot that I lied. And then when he said, oh, well, I'll pick you up. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was a little much. But in reality, <laughs> in reality, I did not have false pride and I was able to live there and I do pat myself on the back for that hold please I'm recording at a different time and Kevin and I are getting into sync anyway okay so the so we established that I'm in the divorced house in the divorced neighborhood and I lived there from I lived there for a year and a half without doing this prior to doing this Um, I established my running routes. And so the 10 years prior to moving to the divorced house, divorced neighborhood, I lived in two separate houses, but both were on the exact same running routes. It was the weirdest. Well, it wasn't that weird. I found the new house because of running past it. So then I just picked up the rectangle at a different spot and did the exact same route, just picked it up you know, from halfway through the rectangle and then still went around. So anyway, they were the same running routes for 10 years. So moving to the new neighborhood, I had to establish new running routes, new um, everything. Then I got the dog. I walked the dog. And I did make friends along the way. People were really nice to me. And the group of homeowners that purchased in 2013, all different months, all of us bought in different months, but there was a core group of us that purchased in 2013 and all of us were cut from the same social cloth in that, and and this is weird, all of us came from different backgrounds and different um, socioeconomics, but we all had the same 
need for community. And um, this group, these this couple that lived behind me, they were very affluent. They were late 40s and had already retired. But they were so good with their money that they lived in this neighborhood because then their money would go farther and they could retire at a earlier age and not work. He had been a home builder and had bought, had built mountain properties for years and had stashed all the money. And then now they were living between Denver and Mexico and they were very community driven. And so they would, um, they helped get going neighborhood. Um, what do you call that? Where you move from house to house and eat at a different house. And each course was from a different progressive dinner. They, they established progressive dinners and I don't think I ever joined in necessarily, but I kind of joined in adjacent. Everyone knew who I was and I would be friendly with people when I saw them, but I wasn't really out to make lasting friendships. I, I think that would be an accurate thing to say. Um, but I was real friendly and I wanted to make sure that everyone knew to look out for me and I would look out in turn for them. But um, maybe I went to those things. I don't know if, I don't think I went. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, so I would pass people running while I was running. I would pass other people that looked like me or didn't look like me, um, all different shapes, sizes, colors. And all of us would be running. So I'm thinking, well, this is my fabric. This is my thread. I'm not really joining in on these progressive dinners. And I'm not really joining in on the volleyball. And there were just a few things that people were doing. And um, I thought, this will be my contribution, much like Kent and... um I can't think of Kent's wife's name now. How could that escape? Kent and Lynn. Much like Kent and Lynn, how they established what they were into, they would have Sunday morning. And I did go to the Sunday morning breakfast. Those were kind of fun. They went to a restaurant real close to my house. And it was Mexican food. And I love Mexican food. So th- that was something that I was into. So I would go to that. And then Kent was so nice. I told him I really needed air conditioning in my house. And I had gotten a quote. And then he said, if you order the parts, in fact, I'll work with you, order the parts, I can install that into your house. Your house is a tiny box. I can do this. And he did. He put air conditioning in my house for $1,500. That was awesome. So cool. All these people would pitch in and help one another. Another one, you know, had a truck and would help haul. Another one would do this, another that. All the People were just always pitching in to help one another. From this 2013 surge of new homeowners, the people that were feeling gentrified, they all kept to themselves and um, they didn't care about us and we didn't care about them. It wasn't hatred or anything aggressive. It was, um, and all of us were trying to, all of the newcomers were trying to forge a relationship with the established homeowners and the people that had built the neighborhood, but, um, they didn't really want to, I think. Um, anyway, so 
January 1st. Oh, so all through 2014, I thought, you know, I'm not into run groups. I I don't like running with people. I don't like being told what time to be there. And um, I like to go my own pace. I've always been, I mean, running is a very independent sport. I had always been an independent runner and did not fancy myself as a group person in that way. But I also thought, if I could be a leader in the neighborhood and if I could help those that want to run learn how, I could then, I mean, that would be kind of my my mission or my my project. And everybody needs a project and everybody needs, you know, to feel good about themselves. Some people never do anything about it, but I decided that I wanted to do something about it. On January 1st, 2015, Oh, the neighborhood had a very robust Facebook page, much like Nextdoor is today. And Nextdoor had been established, but none of us were on Nextdoor. And still, they aren't on Nextdoor. They're all still in their Facebook group. So the Facebook group was a, a, a real bulletin board of how you could say, hey, there's a loose dog out. Or, hey, I got a package for Jane Brown. And it would get returned. Or, can you please tell me where the best sopapillas are, or it was a real bulletin board of, does anyone know a good handyman for this job? And it it was a very, very tight sense of community. On January 1st, 2015, I did a post that said I wanted to start a run club, but I wanted to generate interest and the run club was going to be a couch to five a couch to 5k type group it didn't matter if you had ever taken a step before did you have an interest in learning how to get off the couch and ultimately run a 5k my goal was that in I didn't know how long it would take but my goal was kind of in April June kind of had a goal of Easter so from January 1st to maybe Easterish then we could do a 5K and I would come up with the route. And um, at that time, I worked part-time for Cliff Bar. And so I thought, okay, Cliff Bar will give us the food and I can get that. And then I can probably get Cliff Bar t-shirts. They wouldn't say the neighborhood. They wouldn't be custom for the neighborhood. And Cliff wasn't going to give us any money. But at least I could use the resources that I had from there, maybe get visors or something like that for everyone. And we could do a little 5K around the neighborhood. And then those that didn't want to could cheer. And remember when I told you about the marathons, how I would get friends to come out and cheer? I'm like, okay, I already know how to do all this. I know how to make a route. I know how to make a route in a strange place. I know how to do all this. Couch to 5K. On that post, I there were upwards of 30 comments of people saying, yes, 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 yes. And I had a gazillion pair of tennis shoe or you know running shoes so I'm like if you are a size eight and you need shoes let me know I can give you shoes and I probably have extra clothes if you need clothes I I mean warm weather I'm sorry cold weather running clothes are kind of tedious and so I didn't want to part with those but I had beanies I had all kinds of stuff so if there's anything you need let me know we can crowdsource that and you have eight days. So that was on January 1st. You have seven days because on January 8th, we're going to take our first steps. 
And my plan was to do exactly how I started running, a walk-run. We would walk a block, run a block. We would walk two blocks, probably start out, walk two blocks, run up one. Walk two, run one. And I'm very good at pacing. I had already done the six marathons, all of it. I'd already done all those halves. So, I mean, I had the experience to help lead this. And I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. We get to the meeting day. It is January. It is dark outside. People work. So we had to um, establish all through this Facebook group and the, uh, and not even, yeah, all through the Facebook group of the neighborhood, we would establish these conversations and everyone decided 630 was the best time. I kind of like six, but everybody liked 630 better. And, um, no one was scared of that. I I mean, I, I said, you have to wear a headlamp or headlamps are suggested. I have a couple if you need one. Or just run next to the person, you know, stick to someone that has one. And this is Colorado. People have headlamps because they're out hiking or they walk the dog in the dark. Or Colorado has headlamps. That wasn't a huge ask. And we all met that day. And I'll, I'll, I've got to get better about posting on the Instagram account. So I will post a picture of us that first day. Um, it was a motley group. And I can't remember how many people showed up. I want to say 13, 13 out of the 30 showed up. And the, um, we, uh, we start, we met at the park, which was in the center of the neighborhood. And I said, we're probably going to go one mile today. It's one mile, essentially, it's a smidge shorter than that. It's, I think it's 0.9 miles around the park so we will go around this park and when I tell you to run let's run when I tell you to walk let's walk and let's do it and some people said well I'm only gonna walk okay great you go around the inner loop because there was an inner loop like you go around the inner loop and are there three of you okay great there's three of you that will do the walk and we just broke it off and there we went what um okay a couple things the 5K, just to tell you, the 5K never happened. We did our run walk. The group thinned out, of course, as you know, as you can imagine, the group thinned out. And, and I'm talking about that initial group. I'm not talking about today because this group is still in practice today. I'm going tonight. It's every Wednesday. It started as Thursdays. Okay, I, I got to tell you a couple things. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm quite enthused about this topic. But I'm, as I said in the beginning, I'm enthused about the topic because, well, number one, I did this. And I think it's so exciting that I did this. I just told Tracy, my sister's wife, that I started, well, when um, Lindsay and Aaron were with us in Houston over Thanksgiving, I don't know if she said, how did y'all meet? Or if we just told her how we met. When we met at Run Club, that's how I know them, is they came to Run Club. The way they came to Run Club was so great. It's my favorite. But, and how I decided I liked Lindsay's really good. But they came, so they put themselves out. So, okay, it is a domino effect. 
I put myself out with that initial post on January 1st, 2015. Hey guys, anybody interested? The other secret to any group, and it's the same secret with this podcast. If you notice, I did not take a holiday break. I put a few in the can leading up to the holiday so I would be able to take a break. But you got, you got new content. I mean, obviously, I don't have enough content for repeats, but a lot of people just stop. And same with Run Club. If it's cold, if it's dark, if it's icy, a lot of people just stop. There was one week in that initial ramp up where me and Kevin, the dog, were alone. But I still went and I posted it on Facebook and we were there. And there was a time until 2016, um, March 2016, there was a 10 inch snowstorm. When I say 10 inch, it it snowed 10 inches from like 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. That's a lot of snow that fell out of the sky. We could not run. The brewery closed and we could not run. So that ended our streak. But we had had a solid streak of, now that sounds so short because of how long, now we've been doing it eight years. And we've broken the streak. COVID broke the streak. You know, there were times where the streak got broken. But from January 8th, 2015 until March, I don't know, we'll make it up, but it was mid-March twenty. 16, there was never a week missed. That's pretty awesome. And it established a habit. Then people would come in and, you know what you should do? And I can't stand a sentence that begins like that. But you know what you should do? You should do this route. No, we're not changing the route. And I am so German and so headstrong that I would say, nope, not doing it. And I wasn't even friendly about it or gracious Maybe I would say, oh, thanks for the suggestion. But the reason this works is because we never change. We don't change the route. We don't change the meeting time. We changed the meeting place in April of 2015. So we made it through the walk run. We established to where we were running all the way. I think we we got up to more than two miles. I think we did the outer loop, the inner loop. I don't know how we did it. But anyway, we we built up. And it was a very small core group. I think there were seven of us. And then, so we would meet at the park, do our run, leave the park in our cars, and drive down to the neighborhood brewery. And then we'd have beers and talk about neighborhood issues and talk about ourselves and get to know each other. I made real friendships in this group real friendships, people that I then would go out with at night. I introduced to my brother. I brought friends in. I mean, all of it. It was wild. And so we, then April hit and daylight savings time. So now we were operating in the light. And someone said, you know, if we would, I think we're getting better. It was um, our friend, uh, Brandon. Brandon, who was, he was there from the first day. He did not come in on a whim and said, you know what you should do? He had been there since the jump and he understood me and he understood all my rules. The other rule I established with people that really knew us was to um, please don't post why you can't be there. Please do not. Because every week I would do a post of 
don't forget run club tonight. Here's the route. Here's who we are. It's so much fun. Even if you can only walk half a step, walk half a step and then get in your car and meet us at the brewery. We don't care how fast or how slow you are. We just want to get to know you. And then people would post underneath, oh, I want to, but I can't. And there was this one notorious girl, Hope McDonald. Yeah, I called her by first and last name because she made me crazy. She would post every single week why she couldn't be there. And I'm thinking, Hope, you came the first day and you've never been back. We get it. You're not coming. Got it. And I still see her on the neighborhood page because I still follow it because I'm a glutton. And um, she still says why she can't show up to something. Oh, I wanted to help you with the outreach, but I couldn't show up. I wanted to help up at the, I wanted to help with the community cleaning day, but I couldn't. Oh, I wanted to help with the alley trash, but I couldn't. She still does it. She lives her life. She's made a practice out of telling people why she can't be there. No one, the organizer of the event does not want to hear why you can't be there. They only want you to show up or stay quiet because when you give your excuse, then other people think, oh, I didn't know excuses were allowed. Okay, well, here's why I can't go. Then you get 10 posts or 10 declines as to why this person can't go. If no one hears a decline, they're more likely to show up and think it is part of the accountability. You're held accountable either to come or to not come. And if there's more accountability for declines, then you will have more declines. If no one says anything, then it is assumed that everyone is going and you don't want to be left out. You want FOMO. And it is proven true and proven that it works because that run club is still in existence today. Now the core group is so strong that you know one of your 10 friends is going to be there. And so even if I'm in Houston that week or if um, something comes up, something comes up for everyone nowadays. But if something comes up, then you know there's going to be eight more people that you'll know and be excited to visit with that particular week. The other thing that we have figured out in Run Club is that some of us are very good friends. Me and Aaron and Lindsay, very good friends. Brandon and Lane, very good friends. Other people, then maybe, okay, we're friends at Run Club. We're Run Club friends, but we don't need to socialize. (laughs) We've tried socializing with a few. It's a little dicey. (laughs) I'm not going to go into the specifics (laughs) out of respect to those people. However, Lindsay will know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Okay, y'all want to hear? Oh, so anyway, we moved to Thursday. We started meeting at the brewery. It's a huge hill. The whole first mile from the brewery is a hill. And it weeds out the week. (laughs) a lot of people will come and they'll go, wait, what? We're going that way? Oh, no. But what goes up must come down. You get a whole two-mile decline on the way back. So, anyway, it's hilarious. But we've had a blast in Run Club. January 8th was our first day. Summer hits and um, Lindsay and Aaron, we've never met them. 
and they, I can't believe it was this soon into Run Club because it all seemed like we'd been doing this for a hundred years when they showed up. So weird how time, I don't, time is weird to me. Anyway, I think that's why I utilize so many dates to establish dates because it's so wild to me how time, anyway, that's a dumb topic. Okay. Um, January, we get through April. We start running the entire thing from the brewery. We have to move to Thursdays because volleyball in the park decided that Wednesday was a better... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I had the, the opposite way. We were Thursdays. We were always Thursday. Thursday's kind of a party time. Seemed like a good day to go for a run and then have a beer after. And really, the whole point of Run Club is the beer after. The run is superfluous to having the drink and to get to visit. And, oh, my gosh, did you see what XYZ did to their yard? And now you know what I was talking about the whole time. The um, volleyball group said, we need Party Thursday because volleyball is very social and that's our best time. So can y'all move to Wednesdays and then we will have Thursday. And we had been kind of kicking around this idea. It had been, you know what you should do, a couple times. And so I thought, okay, well, this is our opportunity. We'll move it to Wednesday. Establish Wednesdays as ours. We'll never have to move again. And do you know that that volleyball showed up probably once or twice? They would get those cancellations on the Facebook page and then people wouldn't go and they didn't have a leader that was German or headstrong. And so they disintegrated so fast. And we are still an active group today and a bulk of us don't even live there anymore. And we still drive over and come back. I drive super far and Brandon and Lane, they drive super far to go to the run club. Um, so that was that. That's how we got to, thir- to Wednesdays. And Wednesday's better. We have a better attendance on Wednesdays. Um, there's less, uh, well, it's less party, you know, other invitations. The summer hits of 2015 and new people come in and out. We oh, <laughs> The joke with Brandon was that um, I would get overzealous when people, new people would come. So new people would come and I'd be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Where do you live? Oh, you live at, oh, I know your house. And I always knew their house every single time. And he's like, hey, you're scaring people. Um, no one wants to know that you know their house. I love what you did with this. Have you ever thought about shoveling that? Have you ever, <laughs> all of your suggestions. No, that's hilarious. I never realized I am a, sh- you know what you should do. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, this was a really good therapy session. Oh my gosh, people do it to me because I do it to them. Oh my gosh, crazy begets crazy. Holy smokes, I can't believe the breakthrough we just had. Wow. Okay, note to self, better get that in check. Sorry, everyone. Everyone that's listening that I've done that to, I apologize now. And while I like to be helpful and I might 
help come from a helping spirit, not everybody wants to know what they should plant in their yard. Noted. Well, Brandon noted it back in 2015. However, I didn't hear him then. So 2015 comes and we are, we leave the brewery. And this is summer. And people coming in and out and I scare them all off. Never, ever could we get a second person back. Now, what Brandon doesn't take into account and... He might not actively listen this minute. He loved the idea of the podcast when I introduced it to him. And then I don't think I ever gave him the link. I'm going to send him a link to this one. He'll love it. The um, thing that Brandon is missing is that the hill is so daunting. I'm not talking about a little pansy incline. I'm talking about a hill The second you leave the brewery, you're going straight up. And Lindsay and I now have a rule where there is no talking. No, anybody else can talk because other people have better lungs than Lindsay and I do. Lindsay and I do not speak or respond when spoken to in the first two, two, three. Sometimes we have to do it today because I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to be three. The first two to three blocks, there is no speaking. Because if you burn, you think you feel great because you just have left the parking lot. However, if you burn your energy speaking to someone in those uphill blocks, you will crash later in the run. It is part of pacing and it is part of discipline. And we are adamant. And then I'll tell Aaron, if Lindsay isn't there and Aaron's running with me, then I'll tell Aaron, no speaking. And he's like, okay, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. He says, okay, and then still talks and asks questions. And I just don't answer him. (laughs) I'm like, oh, these rules don't pertain to you. (laughs) It's hilarious. Probably why we're friends. So so I was notorious for running people off. Oh, you live in 903 Dale? I know that shit house. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The... We're running back. This is a hot summer, real nice time. And in the beginning days, I was really fast. Now I'm not fast. But in the beginning, I was super fast. And I could run in the front. And so it was me, Brandon, and Ben would be the front three people. And we would chat, chat, chat. Ben was just about to get married and so he was telling us all, he got married in that, that June. And so he was telling us all the last minute wedding plans. And he was such a bridezilla. And so he would tell us his last minute wedding plans and this idea and that idea. And all of it sounded amazing. Oh my gosh. Brandon and I wanted an invitation to that wedding so bad, but we didn't really know him. So it, it made sense for us not to be invited, but oh, we wanted in on that one. It sounded awesome. And then Brandon would tell us, Brandon was a school teacher and he would tell us about his um, kids, students. And then we just talk about neighborhood stuff. We talk about other people. We, we had the best times running all together. So much fun. I mean, I can't, I'm smiling ear to ear because I just loved those days. Really fun. And then I'd say, you know why I'm built like a burrito? Cause I eat so many burritos. <laughs> we would talk about that. I run and I run and I run and I'm still built like a burrito. <laughs> we, we just laugh and talk. And um, 
we were running back. Oh, but it was funny because they would always, I, I don't know if they let me be in the front the whole time. I always thought I was in the front because I was just that great of a runner. And then the downhill at the end, which is the uphill from the beginning, Ben, who would kind of be lagging every now and then, would just turn it on and go flying down the hill. And every single week I would look at Brandon like, oh my God, son of a bitch. He has to win. And again, remember when I said, we don't care how fast you are. We don't care how slow you are. We really don't. And we didn't. But I did. Not for them, but for me. I wanted to finish first. I started the whole thing. How come I couldn't finish first? He couldn't let me, and he got wheels on him, and I don't have wheels, and so I'm always afraid of falling, um, so he would he would take off and fly down that hill. Brandon and I, I remember this, because he had already taken off down the hill. Brandon and I are running down the hill, and this adorable, adorable couple, but adorable Lindsay. So this couple that looked like all of us, is running up the hill and she is wearing this is how I knew we were going to be friends she was wearing a running skirt and I love a running skirt not as much today but then I was very and also I do wear a running skirt for running errands so um there is that I do like it as a fashion choice there was this adorable couple running up the hill and she was wearing a running skirt from skirt sports which is my favorite running skirt brand. I think they've either disbanded or sold to a bigger company. Um, They're out of Boulder. I couldn't believe that she knew skirt sports and I couldn't believe that she was wearing it as her fashion choice to run club. That's how I knew we were going to be lifelong friends. They're running up the hill and either, I don't remember if he said it or if she said it, is this run club? And we're like, yes, but you're doing it wrong because we're already done and we're going to the brewery. Come on, come back. And they're like, okay, we'll just go. Okay. They just said, okay. 30 minutes later, they come back and they show up and we have all been at one another's side since. That started our friendship right there. Oh, and Brandon, <laughs> Brandon pulled me aside and he said, um, Jane, this is the real deal. This is not a dress rehearsal. (laughs) He did. He pulled me aside at the brewery when they got back and he said, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is the real deal. These people do not run off these people. (laughs) Do not run off these people. These are our friends and we love them. (laughs) Like, okay. And I did not run them off. Now, That's probably also why we're friends, because clearly I could not run them off, even if I tried. And we are fantastic friends since then. I dated the louse. He broke up with... Oh, I remember we were leaving the brewery, and Lindsay was making conversation that day, and she said, oh, is... This was the following summer, uh, 2016. Oh, is the louse coming tonight? I said, you won't believe it. That dude broke up with me yesterday. And oh my gosh. And the next week I met Bryce and there was Bryce. And then I had to tell Bryce because Bryce and I kind of had a, um, 
weird dynamic in that I was self-conscious of his friends and in turn, he probably wasn't, but in turn, because I was, he would then became self-conscious of my friends. And I wanted to introduce him to Aaron Lindsay. And he was, um, what's the right word? Sheepish, uh, uninterested in the beginning. Cause he thought I was, I had already established a friendship with them with the Laos. I hadn't, I had established a friendship with them with run club. And I had never been couples friends with them. I had never been couples. In fact, I don't even know that we had ever really been friends outside of run club. I mean, in the whole run club group, as a group, we would, once they came along, then Brandon and Lane and Ben and Tangier, Aaron and Lindsay and me would all do stuff together. And so um, we would all socialize and we'd include other people probably sporadically through the group. But I mean, we were a group, but I never had a a buddy up. So when Bryce came in, it was a natural fit. Oh, good. Finally, she has a date now. Now she's not the odd man out. We don't have to feel sorry for her. They never once felt sorry for me. <laughs> they were very nice to me, but they never felt sorry for me. And um, but it was just a natural fit. Okay, good. Now we're an eight pack. And that's, that's how it went. That is run club. And now you understand why it's so special to me. It has nothing to do with running. In fact, there are weeks when I don't feel like running or someone doesn't feel like running or Lindsay's running late from work and doesn't make it to the run on time. So actually Lindsay's pretty disciplined. If she runs late from work and can't make it to the run on time, she will Get there as quick as she can. We'll be already out on the run. She will get there as quick as she can. And then she just gets out there on her run. She'll just be shortly behind us. She still does it. She doesn't use it as an opt-out. If it's cold, though, sometimes it's nice to opt-out. And I don't like to fall, so sometimes if the streets are too slippery, I opt-out. But anyway, I am a faller. As I get older, my brittle bones. (laughs) I don't drink milk. Anyway, that's Run Club. And oh, but the other part that I was going to say about putting yourself out, and I, I may have made this clear, but I really mean it. They put themselves out by coming to a strange group together, like using Aaron and Lindsay as an example. Together, obviously, there's safety because you're going to be together. And, um, but there are a lot of people that come by themselves. It is hard to come, moving to the, moved a few times since that house. The most recent neighborhood that we live in has a run club and I have gone and I was shocked at how hard it is to penetrate an established group. And it's been a lesson to me because sometimes I don't like new people. And it's been a lesson to me to be nice to new people in our group, even though now we have such an established friend group, it is really important to be nice to new people because they put themselves out to come by themselves and to show up and to try to get something going. And um, I'm going to try to get back in. The new neighborhood run group is on Tuesdays. So now we have one on Monday, Tuesday, when I can't do three days in a row, but maybe this summer I will. I don't know. Maybe in the spring I might 
go, maybe twice a month or something like that. Tuesday nights have always been a fun night for dinner at home with Bryce and I. And it's the one day of the week that we really have no plans. And so that's always been kind of a standing thing. But that's not um, imperative. I mean, we are home in the house all day, every day together. So there's plenty of time that we can spend together. Um, Okay, I have kept you all long enough. Super sorry. But I love that topic and I love Run Club. And I love the notion of putting ourselves out. (laughs) And my new breakthrough of I am a, you know what you should do. (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What a revelation. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Talk soon.